This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. The Youth Worker Recharge. Jeremy and I are hanging out again, which is great. Jeremy, good to see you. Good to see you too, Chris. We are talking today uh, again about self-care and Sabbath. That's part of our ebook series that gives you uh, sort of these short crash courses, right? Uh, you know, crashing the course, uh, going through the most important information on what we feel like are some of the most important uh, sort of core competencies in youth ministry. So uh, volunteers, uh, self-care is one of those as well. It's a it's an important piece because if you don't care for yourself, then you are going to burn out and it is not going to be pretty for you or for your family or for the ministry that you care so much about. So um so we're talking a little bit about that this week. Yeah, one of the, you know, most enduring myths I think about youth ministry is, you know, the average length of a youth minister's job stay, right? If you're a paid position is like a year or two years or something like that. And (laughs) honestly, in my experience, that is people that burn out and flame out super duper early. And then those that figured out a way to set up some good boundaries and self-care and Sabbath and are lifers and have been in it for a long, long time. Right. Um, and so this resource, yeah, the, the conversation that we're having about self-care and Sabbath really is to kind of help people avoid burnout and those dark nights of the soul. Um, and it'd be really practical about setting up good boundaries in the ministries that they're leading. Yeah. Um, as a place to start, um, I know we touched on this last week a little bit, but some of the differences between self-care and Sabbath, because those often get lumped together. Um, and even in the title of our crash course, it is self-care and Sabbath. So right. Jeremy, in your opinion, how are those the same and and how are they different? I think that um, for me, self-care is, is a bigger category, first of all, um, of which Sabbath can be a part. And um, self-care can include things like hobbies and uh healthy boundaries. Uh, I think one of the things that we think of uh, that people um, don't think of when they think of self-care, oftentimes when we think of self-care, we are thinking of things like the things that we do to recharge ourselves. Um, But a huge aspect of self-care is the boundaries we set um, to sort of avoid depletion, right? And, um, and, and so one of the forms of self-care is making sure that you pay attention to your schedule. And, uh, you know, if you, if you have a retreat that goes on the weekend that you pre-plan all of that time that you need to come back and take some time off after the retreat, right? Sometimes it can't be the day after the retreat because you've got to take things back to places mm-hmm. that you've rented or borrowed but um but but planning that ahead of time is a huge part of what self-care is and sabbath i think is is this sort of spiritual practice of um of that is sort of undergirding spiritually the importance of self-care um it's like god reminding us to take care of ourselves, And part of that is 
spiritual, right? Um, we do not exist in bodies, you know, in we, we do not exist as bodies separate from our spirits, right? Uh, we are one thing. And so when we, when we, when we get depleted, it is a spiritual issue as well. Yeah. And I think we touched on it last week too, but um, often people find themselves called into ministry because of experiences with God or experiences with the divine um, that might've happened when they were participants. And then now Mm -hmm. we find ourselves always being the leader, um, always being in charge. Yeah, And Sabbath for me is a great reminder that, you know, we're in charge of some things, um, but really God's in charge of so much more. Um, And it's important to be able to put ourselves in the space where we can be a full participant um, and not be responsible, um, you know, completely for making sure everything is buttoned up and all the supplies are together and everything got taken and returned and those kinds of things. There's a chance to do a spiritual retreat where you're a participant. Oh my gosh, take advantage of yeah, it for sure. Do it. Um, and I think that's that's important. But I think the other piece that's important with Sabbath um, in that same kind of vein. Uh, so the it's one of the Ten Commandments, right? And um, it's Which one of the things. A fairly big deal. If you don't know right. any of the other laws of in the Old Testament, like you may as well start with those ten. That's right, it, and it's it's interesting to me because I, I don't ever hear people in churches. Like so far, I haven't heard some people in churches saying, "I am just so glad that I'm I'm lying so much right now." <laughs> right or like man you wouldn't believe what i stole last night <laughs> right but the number of times you hear people talk about not taking time off it's it's a lot and um and, and so you know my encouragement to youth workers is to say look sabbath is 24 consecutive hours Mm. Right. Not five hours here and five hours there. The way the Jewish people think of it can sometimes be helpful. They consider that sundown to sundown. Right. Which means you've got kind of part of a day here and there. Um, right. If you can do stuff early or if you can put off things that come up until five o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, get, I'll respond to emails. I'll do that. But it's going to be later in this day. Um, that can be helpful. But I think this pattern of setting up 24 consecutive hours for Sabbath and really doing our best to make that happen. That's a, that's, that's a really important part of practicing our faith. I think that that is going to kick me into like the practical tips that we put together. I I want to go through maybe five or six of them. Uh, We've got more of them in the crash course itself, but um, that expectation, I think is a big one, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about being able to take Sabbath time, it it is spiritual care. It's being able to find 24 consecutive hours um, for reconnection with God and for putting things down and for being out of touch. And so... Mm -hmm. Have a conversation with your senior pastor about what your church allows, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. uh, or if you're in the right setting, a, a super duper healthy setting, that they actually encourage you to take Sabbath mm-hmm. time and then do it, take it. Um, yeah. If you've never had the conversation about days off um, or Sabbath time to be able to mm-hmm. recharge after uh, really intense seasons like short-term missions, retreats, uh, any of those kind of things, but also you know, just, just the normal grind of things during a week. Um, what does your senior pastor do? What are, what are the other 
church staff members do? Has your church staff had a conversation about Sabbath and do you encourage each other to take it? Um, mm-hmm. Because you, you want to avoid and respect each other when you're taking it. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. Absolutely. Have respect for each other when you do take that time and find that time. Um, because, you know, too many times you'll check in, right. If you've got a, a weekly church staff meeting, how are things? Well, good, busy, busy, but right. Busy, right? busy. Okay. To your point about the 10 commandments, set down the busy and be okay. Yeah. 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 That's really, uh, really important. And, and I think it, in the self-care realm of that, it's taking all of your vacation. Oh yeah. Right. You have if it, right? you, if you get two weeks of vacation, don't take one week, take two weeks. If they give you four weeks, take four weeks. If no one else is taking all of their vacation, take all of your vacation. Um, just because there is a culture of overworking, um, that does not mean that you have to succumb to that culture. Um, yeah, so that's, I think really important. And, and I think part of this is like in the, in the, in the Bible, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of talk of preparing for the Sabbath. And I think that is really the key to a lot of self-care and to taking Sabbath is doing the work to make it happen. Right. So if you're going to take 24 hours where you don't produce things, then that means you're going to have to do some things earlier or do them later. You're going to need to think ahead and say, okay, this 24 hours is off. What do I have to do now? Um, Do I have to do laundry now? Do I have to do whatever? What do I have to do now so that that 24 hours has been emptied right now of those expectations. Um, and that's the same of what we were talking about with calendaring, right? Putting it on the calendar, making sure you plan for it and making sure you carve out the time um, by preparing for it. Yeah. And I love the way that you talk about that. And, and it also makes me think of the importance of then communicating that calendar that you set, right? That when you set the Mm. expectation and you're really good about looking ahead and setting time aside and saying, listen, I'm going to be off for these 24 hours. You know what? Uh, If you've got a shared calendar um, with church staff or with volunteer teams or whatever, put that in there, right? Like here is my Sabbath time. And Mm -hmm. just know if you try to reach out to me during that period, I'm not going to be there because I'm intentionally doing something else. I've prepared and I need you to help me honor that and communicate the expectation that's out there. Um, and yeah. you'd be surprised at how healthy um, people will look at you after you can yeah. actually do that because they'll say, oh my gosh, you, I'm amazed that you can do that. And you say, well, mm-hmm. honestly, it wasn't that hard once I got started, but I can share right. it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of, the, one of the other pieces that we put in the crash course is finding out ways and discovering ways to tell yourself that you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. sometimes there so are where ministry feels really thankless. Right. Um, yeah. and we can't always rely on other people, um, to kind of help refill our cups. And so mm-hmm. part of my preparation or even part of my Sabbath time sometimes, uh, has been, you know, looking at things that I, I can say that I've done well and I'm proud of and say, you know what, I'm really proud of myself for doing that. I, I got this yeah. out of time. I, I was super happy with the experience that we put together. So, don't be, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to pat yourself on the back sometimes. Yeah. And to keep a, I, I keep a file 
that has when people have written me encouraging notes um, that are really meaningful, especially students, I put it in the, this file. And sometimes, and when a day is not perfect, uh, you can just go to the file and read things that people have said to you about you and be like, okay, it's a hard day. Things are not easy, but I am not a complete failure. <laughs> I like that a whole lot better than opening the Bible to a random page and putting your finger in and mm, being like, mm-hmm, oh, yes, mm-hmm. this this is what I needed to hear today because there's some stuff in there you don't really want to hear when you're having a tough day. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's right. The, uh, the next one is an interesting one um, for me particularly because I also know that there's an element of leading ministry where you feel like you're in a bit of a fishbowl sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talk about finding and maintaining safe friendships. Yeah. Um, and for me, that means, you know, sometimes being able to have friends that are outside of your local church setting and mm-hmm. people that know you by your first name first and identify you that way, as opposed yeah. to this is our youth director whose name is also Chris. Yep. Yeah. Finding people who don't call you pastor Jeremy, right? <laughs> It's important. And um, it's important for a lot of reasons because you bring um, in into all of the relationships in which you are a pastor, um, you bring authority, you bring um, power, you bring expectation, you bring sort of the weight of the organization sometimes um, in a way that makes those relationships different. Mm -hmm. And it means that sometimes when you're in those relationships, it's really not appropriate for you to vent um, because of your role. And, um, and when those are the only relationships you have, um, it can feel very isolating or it can get you in trouble. <laughs> True. Right. Because you are upset. You know, I don't know. The senior pastor said something that made you mad in their sermon and you go off later to a church member's house for lunch and you just go on and on about it. Well, all of a sudden now that gets back to your senior pastor and, and you thought you were just venting to a friend, but you're actually venting to somebody that was on the SPR committee and, and we're in a whole other place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think it's, is really important. Um, to, to have the friendships like you were saying, Chris, but also to be aware of the nature of the relationships that you have with the people yeah. at the church. That, that's a really, really good point. For a little while in Nashville, there was a group that was organized that uh, called themselves Youth Pastors Anonymous. And <laughs> it was basically a peer group, right? It was ecumenical, um, mm-hmm. but it was people involved in youth and student ministries and they could get together and laugh or cry or vent or, you know, do all those things that, um, are on the other side of that boundary you're talking about when you're yeah. trying to process stuff with church members. Yeah. I think, you know, as you kind of bring up that youth pastors anonymous group, I mean, that idea of having a support group is helpful because uh, we, part of what, what, what I've seen in some unhealthy churches is this lack of uh, priority or even validity given to mental health right? That uh, very un- mentally unhealthy people are allowed to um, 
to wreak havoc in an organization or uh, are promoted to places of power or whatever. And, um, but maintaining your mental health is important. And, and it's funny because if you come down with a fever, like no one in your church organization is going to look weird at you by saying, I went to the doctor, right? And I had the flu, I got Tamiflu and now I'm better, right? Um, and yet in some churches, not all churches, but some churches, if you say, I had a hard time getting out of bed for a couple of weeks. And so I, I, I went and got a therapist and I'm working on that um, with a doctor. Um, they, they look a little differently than when you went, went in with a fever. But listen, mental health is just as valid as physical health and getting a doctor to help you is just as, as significant and insignificant as going to the doctor when you have a fever. Um, there is no shame in therapy. Um, I have been in therapy multiple times and every single time it has been super helpful and transformative, just like getting a prescription for, uh, for an antibiotic when I've got an infection. And so we have to destigmatize that. And we have to, to really just say, I, my, I'm just in a bad place. I need, I might need a couple of sessions with a doctor. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. And I, I would hope that most of the folks paying attention to, uh, you know, our podcasts and resources also have seen the rise in, you know, anxiety and depression mm -hmm. and other pieces uh, among our youth and young adult populations as a side effect of, you know, COVID-19, th those have just, they were there before and just have been shown a greater light on, right? Um, mm -hmm. And we're experiencing some of the same things. And uh, we all know that we're, we're going to have days, right? Um, right. And sometimes those days can turn into seasons. And yeah. when they do turn into seasons, it's important to be aware and recognize the value of a therapeutic relationship and, and being able to be a part of counseling and not have to worry about any stigma attached to it. I, I do think that that's a place that is still a growing edge in a few places, mm -hmm. uh, but really I do think that the conversation is moving forward and is pretty healthy. Yeah, um, I think so. The, the last of our six tips that we're going to share this morning um, has to do with being able to create realistic expectations for yourself Yes, and also being willing to share the load. Um, when we're talking about avoiding burnout and dark nights of the soul, you know, if you think that you are the only reason that youth ministry happens at your church, um, you might be mistaken and need to look at that again. Um, youth ministry is best when it's a shared vision, when, it, when it's a shared practice. Um, mm -hmm. So when you set up Sabbath time and self-care time, sharing the load is natural, right? Like yeah. um, you, if you're not going to be around for a week or two because of uh, self-care trips or, or Sabbath time or counseling and those pieces, equip volunteers to be able to step in and, yes. and carry that load for a little while. Um, yeah. Many hands make light work is the saying that we used to um, use in my youth ministry. And it really encouraged our volunteers to just support each other and also the church staff as well. Um, also, I, I know we mentioned the 24 hour piece at the top, and I, I think it's a super helpful way to think about Sabbath time, um, but also be realistic, right? Like, right. Yeah. Um, don't think that you're going to set up this like 72 hour Sabbath connect with God a thon kind of a thing. Um, if you can't actually do it, um, right. set up something that's realistic, start. And then if you're able to grow into something a little bit larger because of what you set off at the beginning, 
all to the good. Tell yourself, good job for setting up clear expectations and living into something that was realistic to begin with. Yeah. So important. So important. Yeah. So uh, that's important. We, we've got to, it's important to just do it, right? To, to begin to practice Sabbath and self-care. And, and the more you do it, the healthier you get. Um, and and so that's Chris, what, uh, what, yeah, that, that's kind of what we'll pull apart next week, right? We're going to yep. do a, a third week of Sabbath time for the Youth Worker Recharge. And it really is going to be about that, you know, looking at Sabbath by itself and that idea that practice does make perfect. Um, yes. So I'm looking forward to the conversation that we'll have. And then uh, two weeks from now, if you're looking ahead for the recharge folks, um, we're going to take some Sabbath time for Thanksgiving because that's a U.S. Okay. holiday where um, we're not going to do this on Thursday morning. Instead, we'll be spending time with no. families. And that's a really healthy thing. That's um, right. Yeah. So anyways, thanks for hanging out, uh, Jeremy. It's always good to see you um, uh, in the U.S. as well. It's Veterans Day. We're recording on November 11th. So those of you that uh, have military careers and have spent uh, uh, life serving in ways that uh, I certainly do not understand because I have never had to be in that position. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say thank you and, and prayers for your family and the stresses that are involved around uh, being an active service member or a retired service member. Um, yeah. Jeremy, thanks. We'll hang out again next week. All right.